Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up and welcome to Believe in High School Basketball. I'm your host, Bryce Ronquillo. So thankful, so grateful to be on air today. Thank you for joining me. Believe in High School Basketball is proud to be a part of the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals and the number one network in Los Angeles for sports podcasts. Let's get it. Episode 13 coming your way. The one and only Maddie Kovac joins me today. We got some great stuff to talk about, um, and it's been a minute since we've discussed some current events on this show. And a lot has been going on. But first off, Maddie, who do you got for Super Bowl 55? We're recording this on Saturday. You guys are going to hear this um, on oh, Tuesday. Yeah, so right on the... you guys will get to hear our well, predictions of... before it happens. Well, first of all, always, thanks, for, uh, thanks for having me. Always fun to be on here and just, you know, talk, talking is always fun. Um Gosh, I don't know. I'm more interested in, like, I mean, if I was an aggressive betting person, I'd give you a, a pick or something like that. I mean, it's hard to pick against Kansas City. Um, but on the flip, it's hard to pick against Tom Brady and his history in these games. But my my thing is, is you know, we're, we're so deep in the game of basketball, and um, the X's and O's of football is just so fascinating to me. Like, mm-hmm. just... I mean, there's details on the court, but on the football field, the, the details and their playbooks and and just how deep it is and how, you know. It's uh, like, next level stuff. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And it's so awesome to see it on TV when they break it down. And um, But I, I'm just more curious to see what uh, Coach Reed is going to do for his old line against Tampa's defense because they pretty much have a, a brand new offensive line. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, just offensive line, it's, it's like continuity in, in offensive in, in basketball. The old line in football is just so – it's probably the most important thing. Absolutely um, the most important. So, so, so their continuity and, and how he's going to – I mean, he had two weeks to prepare. That coaching staff is, is really, really good. Um, and just the steps they've taken for their culture. I mean, I know Mahomes is, is the – is the guy, but what coach Reed did when he first jumped in, uh, into Kansas city, I mean, they had two, two win seasons before he jumped in. I mean, they, they right. that franchise was a mess. So what he's done, I think is, is just so impressive. Um, and then with Alex Smith and then eventually, uh, Mahomes takes over, but, um, I, I I'm going to take Kansas city just cause they kind of winged it. It looked like through the, um, through the regular season, um, and then they've kind of turned it on here in the playoffs. But again, just just what Tampa does against that O line, and then just what Andy Reid does to make Mahomes' job a little easier tomorrow. That's that's what I'm excited for. Just you know that that nerdy stuff. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's some some great points right there. It definitely is going to be a lot of what goes on up front could dictate what what happens in that game because if Mahomes is comfortable, it, it, they're almost yep. impossible to stop. And, oh, no doubt. And, man, Tampa's defense has been playing so good throughout the playoffs. Yeah. And this is <laughs> – and I, I think 
Uh, my, my pick is Tampa, but it's it's with a loose hand. I'm not like super sold on it. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm just I'm going with history here. All right, the mm. the the the, okay. the team, the wild card team that has had to win three road games, and now they're getting a home game, and they got the the goat playing quarterback for them, and so. I just like the story. Like they struggled throughout the entire year, and then they just pulled mm-hmm. together some magic. It, it's really giving me like some New York Giants 2007 vibes, you know, where they just, yeah. you know, I think they were 10 and and six and made a wild yeah. card, and and then ended up winning the Super Bowl. So I, I think that this team has got some similar magic going on, and. um but but yeah, a lot of it, like you said, is going to be dictated by what goes on up front. Like, are the quarterbacks going to be comfortable? Or are they going to be a lot of pressure? Um, you know, yep. by the defense, by those those edge rushers. And oh man, it, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a really good game, and I'm really looking forward to it. But I, I'm going uh, I'm I'm going with the old man here. I, I think he's going to get <laughs> his seventh. And. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, like it's well, just so hard. Yeah. It's so hard yeah, to pick I mean, against them. So hard to pick against yeah. them. And Mahomes is great in his own, his own right, and he's gonna, you know, get some more opportunities at this. But, but yeah, let let let's talk some let's talk some hoops. You were at the 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 hoops 2.0 showcase in Seal Beach today, and um, mm-hmm. this will kind of tie into what we're talking about. Later, we're going to get a lot into what uh, CIF and Let Us Play California and the um, and Governor Newsom, like uh, what, what, all that's going on here in California. But this will kind of tie into this because they've been having these showcases in, in Seal Beach at AIM, and and they've been sex, successfully hosting these tournaments uh, for club teams to compete and 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 some high schools I, I think were there as well, but. Yeah, what 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 did you see down there today? What what kind of what kind of environment is it? You know, what what was the talent like? Um, the talent was all across the board. The environment, the environment for me personally was was great, just because you know you run into people and you see people you haven't seen in a while, um, and that's just that's just number one right there. You know, you you get you just get excited to see certain coaches and and certain players and. Um, you get to say hello to them and just, you know, feel that kind of energy. Um, just how they've, I mean, it's, it's, you know, pretty much an in and out process. You know, you get a group of teams come in, they play their games and then they exit a different way. Um, spectating is pretty limited to just, you know, um, the camera people, whoever they hire baller TV was there today. Um, and you know, everyone's got their mask on temperature checks, um, it's, it's like most any, any other event that I've been to, it's, um, they just do a good job, you know, keeping safety in mind and, and so on and things like that. Um, it's, it's just funny just how all these things are still going on as if, you know, there is no pandemic and, you know, you have stuff at AIM, you have uh, games at Ladera, you have the map hosting basketball and volleyball, you have um things going on in corona and it's i mean it's 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 really really interesting to you know and i understand both sides you know you got people who just want to get out and play and want their kids to compete and parents who just want their kids to get out and get up and down and see their friends 
And then of course you have the other side, which, you know, I get a, you know, we need to tighten things up and, you know, maintain the lockdown and just, you know, let's see these numbers continue to drop and drop. So, but yeah, overall, uh, the Cali Rebels team and, um, you know, those guys, you know, John and, and, and Yusuf and, um, you know, they, they, they do the best job as they can to try to keep it, you know, clean and healthy. And, um, and then, and then all those, all those teams, you know, high school club teams and then high school teams running is just different names. I wish they had there today. Um, just getting in there, getting in their runs and just, I mean, just look, they look happy and healthy. That's right. That's what I saw today. Yeah. And we could talk more later about like how, like what, what a, a season, a CIF season would look like. And I think it would look pretty similar to what you, what you saw down there and like similar to what Arizona is doing. And, and a lot of the country is doing is, you know, masks, temperature checks, no fans. Yep. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I saw, I think some States, I, I forget which one I think it was. Uh, I think it's Michigan. They, they took out the jump ball. Uh, no, no jump ball at the beginning of the, oh, wow. of the, of the game. And, um, and so, yeah, like think it'll look different. And I, I I'm hoping as the the talks continue, that we they they come to a, an agreement on something like that, where they could have a season with some some tweaks and and stuff like that. But like I said, we'll talk more later about that. I want to know about the talent, uh, about the players, who stood out to you. Like you said, there's a lot of of, of, ver- of various um, uh, talent pool at this at the showcase. Or you know, you mentioned prolific prep uh, was there. Not not like their national team, but you know I'm sure they had their pro scrad and, and probably one of their lower teams there as well. And um, just looking at your Twitter feed, I, I saw there was a lot of guys there, a, a lot of a lot of dudes. But um, who who stood out to you? Um, well, you you speak on prolific prep. That's the thing I wasn't because they went under by a different name, but I wasn't really prepared for them. I mean, they had uh, the probably the highest level game was the Cali Rebels Elite versus. Uh, prolific prep and we're all pretty familiar with the Cali Rebels guys. But I'll be honest, I wasn't prepared to see them prolific prep. I would have maybe done some more homework and kind of got ready. Um, but the Cali Rebels the um, surprise held game. their own. And <laughs> the, 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 what, <laughs> I know, shame on me. <laughs> um, but the Cali Rebels uh, won that game and, and won that game uh, pretty handily. Um, the uh, Rebay Academy connection, Barrington Hargriff, Tyler Powell on his way to Seton Hall. Uh, very impressive. Um, also, the team has Bam Bam Johnson, uh, Trey White, Brendan Terry, Roddy Anderson, who I believe played four games today wow. <laughs> playing for the Cali Rebels Elite, and then also two with his uh, the Cali Rebels White, a- a.k.a. the Fountain Valley Barons. So he was, he was a busy guy today. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that game, the, the energy and the intensity was, um, I mean, it was throughout the gym, but that one had a lot of uh, ferocity in that one for sure. Um, but just uh, Barrington Hargris just uh, kind of managing uh, the game out there. Um, did a good job getting his guys shot, seeing the floor. Um, Tyler Powell playing like a, you know, a confident 2021 uh, with his commit done out the way, uh, shooting it well. Um, and then uh, Roddy Anderson, who he's i mean fountain valley just they're so just their versatility with um a guy like roddy anderson and uh, also jeremiah davis um 
you know, you know how it is when you things break down, you have guys who can just get you a bucket or just get you to the line and they don't have one, they got two. So that, that's, that's um, quite the luxury uh, for those guys. Um, but yeah, prolific prep and Cali rebels elite those, that game was um, the one that really stood out. Uh, it's interesting you saying that. Cause I did see some of the clips. You said Tyler Powell was shooting the ball. Well, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, that's interesting. Cause when he was like a freshman, sophomore, even eighth grade, that was not a part of his game, uh, at all. Right. He was strictly bully ball. And so I, yeah. I've definitely <laughs> seen his game evolve in that regard where he could play outside now. And I think, um, that definitely, you know, and that combined with the, you know, he is a, you know, stronger, uh, build of a guy. Um, yeah. I think you'll fit in very nicely in that style in the big East, especially, which is just a super tough tough conference uh to just get thrown into um and there's just a ton of tough dudes in that conference with Barrington too I know he's a bit under the radar um I think he he can be a a, a d1 guy I think he definitely has that that pedigree and um he's got a couple offers but um I don't know where, where do you think that he he stands just for what you saw today I I agree with you. Like I think I definitely think he can uh, contribute and 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 make a, a D1 roster, especially as he continues uh, to progress like that. And it's always tough in that setting when you're the point guard of a team with, you know, guys who, hey, I'm open. You know, <laughs> those, those type of guys. Like, and then also Hargris can, you know, he can handle things on his own. Like he can get to the basket. He can shoot a little bit. So it's. You know, it's it's always tough to be a point guard at any level, but when you're a point guard on a club team and their elite team, that's always tough to handle. And um, from what I saw today, he did a really good job. Awesome, awesome. Who who else uh, stood out to you today? Uh, team fast break, Devin Williams, 6'3", 2021, um, I think for what I saw today, you can argue he was one of the best players there. Um, it's the second time I've seen him uh, in this setting, and uh, he's got a really good burst off the dribble. He's got a beautiful lefty stroke. I know I'm biased to my lefties, but um, <laughs> to, <laughs> I mean, they played uh, the Cali Rebels white, a.k.a. Um, Coach Bryant, Coach AJ, and um, Fountain Valley. Um, so that was a back-and-forth game, and then uh, Devin got off right away, hitting threes. Um, so he's... and. and he shoots it really well, like I said, but um, his ability to get to the basket, find contact, um, and finish also. Um, uh, play, plays off two feet. He, he does get a little wild off that one foot when he drives to the basket and gets knocked off his line. Um, there's a couple of times where he had a couple of strong takes, played off two, and, I mean, he really stood out. He, he's really good. Um, Ocean City Hoops, uh, one of the – you know, not the bigger names, of course, but just a nice, uh, solid uh, group uh, put together. Um, Orange County Schools, Everett May, uh, I believe, 2022 Los yeah. Alamitos. Um, just re- good-looking stroke. Uh, I believe his dad's the head coach at Cerritos uh, Junior College. Uh, that's um, accurate. So he's, <laughs> yeah, he's got the uh, jumper. You know, He's got the, my dad has the key to the gym jump shot. Uh-huh. So, right. Josh Ragsdale from Jay Sarah and Parker Strauss from Edison. Also a couple guys uh, who played well for ocean city. Um, the high school teams that were there in different names, uh, was their first action coach, uh, Wolf. 
<laughs> from Wolfgang Wood and his uh, St. Bonaventure, what, Seraphs, I think? Um, he was there with his group with SBC. Um, it was, and he was just, you know, like I talked about earlier, he was just so excited to have his guys just get some action because they haven't played and, and so long. And, you know, they can only do so much when they practice, you know, on campus. Um, but he had a, he had a, he had a solid group, uh, six, four senior, uh, Nolan Rice, uh, clearly their go-to guy and he'll, the offense will run through him for sure. Um, hard hat guy, six, three, 2021, Thomas Rodriguez, you know, setting screens, getting rebounds, uh, just finding his niche out there. Um, he had a couple freshmen out there too, pretty solid. Uh, six seven, uh, Dylan Benner, um, twenty twenty four. Um, just a good, good frame, good balance, uh, triple threat when he caught the ball. So there's there's definitely a base to work with. And he so said he's six got seven. Some, like, sat- yeah, twenty twenty four so, six seven. That's that's 20, definitely a strong base to build off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he's got, he's pretty excited. He's got a, he likes his group, uh, really only one returner. So that's good for him. So he gets to pretty much start from scratch. Um, so just, you know, that, and that's, he had a couple other youngsters too out there just getting action. So he's, he's got a, he's got a nice little group to build upon in, in a, at a St. Bonaventure for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Sounds like there's a lot of really good talent down there. And I, um, so, you know, speaking of the high school, teams i think that's a, a good segue into uh what i what i really want to you know spend most of our time on today is um talking about you know the kind of the really the progress that has been made uh here in california trying to get high school sports um going here and um the, if for for those who don't know this past thursday there there was a meeting um between uh the san mateo sarah football coach uh, Patrick Walsh, uh, CIF Executive Director, uh, Ron Nosetti, the Let Them Play co-founder, Brad Hensley, and then two representatives from Gavin Newsom's uh, camp, and then uh, two other coaches. I, I believe it was the, the De La Salle coach and someone else, but I, I could be wrong about that. Um, so they had a big Zoom call, and they discussed uh, return to play options for youth sports in California. There was no decision that came out of it, uh, but a lot of the talks uh, was it was very positive, and they they felt like they they voiced their concerns and you know the people from you know from Newsom's camp you know was, was really open to hear what they had to say and and uh, it, it they they made some progress there and. Uh, the goal of, from these coaches and let them play, which is the the organization that has kind of really been pushing around the country to to bring high school sports in general, just a bunch of parents and and you know people volunteering basically to try to get high school sports going. It's been been pretty cool to see. Uh, but the goal of these coaches is to get sports out of that purple tier, which you know CIF has, which is the the highest risk. Of, of numbers of COVID cases and the only sports that are being allowed to compete right now in the purple tier are cross country. There was a lot of meets this past week, which is like, you know, starting off high school sports in California. There's a lot of cross country <laughs> going on. Um, and uh, golf, tennis, swim and dive. And um, 
and yeah, the, the, those sports right there. But um, Maddie, what what were some of your thoughts? You know, seeing you know the these this meeting and and kind of what what was being said about the the progress that's being made. I uh, I think it's just a a step in the right direction. Obviously, I think it's a step that everyone been everyone's been wanting to see, and. I mean, it's just how it's been for me. It's just been guarded optimism. You know, you keep waiting for that first, I don't know, sign of daylight or first door to open, et cetera. Use all the analogies you want. Um, and we saw that, like, like you mentioned, we saw that today with the cross country. It was just great to see uh, kids out there and parents supporting those kids, just that they were all out there and getting going and and getting some kind of familiarity. I hate saying that word. But, just, right. you know, anything like that. And it, it was just awesome to see. And you had reporters out there. I think Steve Fryer and I think Dan Albano, they were out there covering this. And um, it's it's just it's great to see. I, I think, you know, like what goes up must come down. Eventually you keep waiting for, for things to make the turn. And obviously this has taken a lot longer than we thought. But, you know, every day is a day closer to where we want to get back to or close to what we want to get back to. And like even today when we were talking, I was talking to other coaches, um, there were a couple of coaches who were notified and this is basketball. This was a couple of coaches who were notified by their athletic directors, like, Hey, you know, be, you know, be ready to have a season. We're not sure exactly when, um, it sounded like the capacity would be, you know, we're just going to maintain the games within our league, stay within our area. And then, you know, we'll go from there. So it, it just seems that, you know, it's, it's a, you know, we're waiting for that snowball to get rolling. I think the snowball's already been made. Mm-hmm. And it's really small, but but I think just it got a little bit of a nudge today. And then just like you mentioned with those uh, meetings that happened this week, um, you you got to believe that any talk is is good talk, and you, you got to think there's it, there has to be positive coming out of this out, instead of just having no meetings and just waiting for numbers to hit us, you know, hit a certain point. So, but yeah, it just it guarded, guarded optimism. That's, that's really all I can say. And I think uh, we're going to get there. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I really believe that. And just, just, I mean, I just feel so bad for those seniors out there who are going to have these makeshift seasons, if any seasons at all. Yeah. And like you said earlier, just like any talk right now is good talk. Cause I think for the longest time, there was just a lot of frustration because it was just, I don't know if this was actually what was happening, but from the outside looking in, it it seemed like there were no talks, there were no attempts to make talks. And people that I talked to who who said that they were talking to people at CIF and they said that they didn't have a plan and they were just kind of waiting on on politicians um, to lessen up on on the on the restrictions. And so that just to to see right now that there is a um, a group of people that are are having this dialogue, and uh, Governor Newsom is open to to hearing out these these parents. I think I think it's great, but um, but yeah, I, I'd like to see more. Um, more I, I like to see what what other states are doing. Just you know, kind of be replicated here. You know, I talked to Lucas Ramirez a, a you know a couple weeks ago and. What what they're doing in Arizona is you know no fans, masks on, um, only 
uh, actually, no, that some some districts are allowing parents, but only home parents, and you only have you know only two people allowed in, and mm-hmm. you know they're they're doing all the precautions that they can, and so it's like look, and if we could replicate that same thing, I feel like I feel like most people could replicate that you know pretty easily, as you see like at these at the hoop 2.0 showcases you know they're they're doing temperature checks they're they're making sure that people are you know mass in there and there's no fans and so if it, i feel like for the most part people want to be responsible about this um they just you know want to be able to give the kids a chance to play absolutely yeah there's this <laughs> i have no argument there and i i just you just feel that we're finally heading in the right directions especially with you know, cross country kicking off today. And um, it's going to be really interesting to see what the next step is for sure. And also too, um, the the NFHS also updated their COVID-19 risk guidance document, which, you know, they kind of oversee just, you know, everything high school sports in the country. And um, they, they took off, their their tier system which they've had since may and they're basically putting the decision in the hands of the state federations uh to assess the risk of playing uh based on you know certain factors that they they had listed in their document that they they have posted on their website so i think that's a victory for sure and in return for and in favor of those who who want to return to play now you, you got to look at both sides of the coin, though. We always got to look at both sides here. And what I see, especially in, like, LAUSD schools, who just really lack the resources to have a season, you know, the, a, a lot of kids right now in, in low-income areas that are really being impacted, um, not just by the, what's it, the, the health aspect of, you know, the, the pandemic, but also the economic impact. You know, there's a lot of kids in these low-income houses that, you know, they're having to pick up, you know, jobs to help support the family. And so I, I don't think those kids, for example, are super worried about returning to play. And so what what I think is, like, you know, give the districts a chance to make a decision for themselves. So if, for example, like LAUSD just says, like, hey, we got a foot, we, we're way too big of a, a district to just say we got to play and our, our schools are not going to be equipped, then uh, that's fine. But I don't think that should apply to every single like league, for example. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Um, you hit uh, some really good points and I agree. Um, it's funny, like with all these events going that have been going on and it just wasn't today, every weekend uh, things have been running as if it's just a normal spring or there's summer. been basketball I mean, in socal for a bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's been yeah. happening uh, <laughs> like i mentioned earlier just i mean ladera and the map and america sports center i think uh, i mean i remember her hearing was closed and then i was told uh, today that amazon bought a chunk of it and then there's still some courts left so there's still action in there um well then shout but, out to uh it, mr bezos it, it, for <laughs> For keeping high school basketball alive. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> so it's just now I'd like to know. I mean, there hasn't been any word of 
an outbreak from these events or kids mm-hmm. getting sick. I mean, I've gone to events every weekend in the same place and I've seen the same kids. Mm-hmm. I've seen the same teams. Um, you know, have parents taken their precaution, which I'm sure they have, like, hey, after you play, we're going to go get tested. Um, I'm sure I'm, I can almost, I'm willing to bet that a lot of parents have mm-hmm. taken that precaution. Like, hey, we'll get tested before and then, you know, after you play, we'll get tested again, then we'll go from there. Um, so I, I think, I don't think they would, they would use this because quote, this is not supposed to be going on unquote. Um, but then to me, that's a positive. The fact that, right. you know, these teams keep coming back and these players keep coming back. Um, but also what you pointed out, I think it was, um, Aaron Bergen put out a really good tweet about just, um, how people are so in a hurry to get, um, these teams and, and high school back in action kind of turning a blind eye to what you mentioned, like the LA school district, um, just the lack of, of resources. And I mean, that whole, the whole part, the whole thing right now, it's, it's easier said than done for some places, right? Like some areas, it's a piece of cake. Hey, we got the income. We can pay for this, pay for that. And then there's some, you got the insurance to go get those COVID tests, you know, so right. That's a big part of it. And, and you know, you, you probably, you grew up in a, in a tough neighborhood. I grew up in a zoo center, went to Zusa high school. And, you know, some of the things that I saw and the things that are still there, um, it's, it's, again, it's easier said than done. It's not easier for everyone. And those are the schools where it's like, you feel could get left behind. I hope not. Like maybe there's something, you know, they can, they can get some more funding and they can, you know, uh, pick up the rate on, on their cleanliness and get things covered. And, you know, bathrooms and everything, sanitation, all that stuff. Maybe that helps them out with all this talk. Like, okay, well, we can't leave them behind. Let's, you know, let's help them out with, you know, things to keep them clean and keep them healthy. Um, You'd love to see that. I I mean, I hope that's that's what ends up happening. But I I don't know. You got to you got to walk the line on this and just and and hope for the best. But but you're exactly right, because it's just it's easier said than done. And some of these you know school it's it's just hard like you think Mm -hmm. of those families you think of those kids and it's it's not that easy i mean Mm -hmm. they have so many other obstacles that they got to deal with and and like you said you know playing sports and getting out there is one of the last things on their mind right now yeah and it's you know i think you said you touched on something that that was really cool that i i want to highlight you know you said for the most part you know, you, you can go out on a limb and say, like, hey, there has not been any major outbreaks, you know, from these tournaments mm-hmm. that you've been going to on a regular basis. And so that, like you said, that's a testament that it's a hey, people can be responsible. Um, not everyone is just like, ah, we're just going to do this to be defiant because we want right. to stick it to the man. It's like, no, we're. <laughs> We're going to be responsible. We're going to we're going to mask. We're going to social distance. Uh, we're we're going to make sure you know everyone clears out the gym after a game, and um yep. and I think you know the and I'm sure that was brought up in those in those meetings is that hey we're ready to be responsible. Um, I I think that's something. If it wasn't, it, it definitely should be touched on. It's like we're ready to be responsible. Uh, we we just want to play. We just want to give um, our kids an outlet to go and, you know, get some physical exercise and be healthy and have that camaraderie of sports again. And so um, because, I mean, honestly, too, like a big part of, you know, 
fighting illnesses and, and fighting um, sicknesses is, you know, being healthy. So if we're out yes. exercising and we're not just cooped up all day, um, I'm willing to bet that your your body's going to have a better chance of fighting sickness. And so, <laughs> and, and also to the, you know, just a, a lot of the data from other states too, just the lack of, um, the lack of cases that have come from these, um, from practices, from, you know, physical contact games, um, I think is just really telling. Um, and it's kind of hard to ignore. Um, and I know not mm. everybody wants to hear that. Um, but I mean, it, it's kind of, it's there, it's in the numbers. I wish there was something that maybe, maybe I just got to look it up and there is somebody or some kind of news outlet that does it, but what's the negative test number? Like how high must that be? <laughs> you know, and the, the people who have exited the hospitals and are feeling better. I mean, can somebody throw that out there? You know, Oh, this is this many positive cases, but then how many negative cases are there? There's gotta be, there's gotta be so many more. So I, I kind of wish that was harped upon, but yeah, you just, you know, we just, we keep taking steps forward and hopefully we finally uh, took one this weekend and we get the ball rolling from there. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure, I think they're going to meet again this upcoming week. Um, more coaches will be included in that and uh, let, let's hope for the best. I mean, hopefully they approve football. Um, I think that will be a huge step to then, you know, get, you know, the indoor sports, you know, the, the basketball, uh, volleyball, and, um, and yeah, get, get those going. So one, one other thing, this will be the last thing we kind of touch on. Um, I just want to bring this up because this is pretty crazy. Something happened yesterday that hasn't happened in two years. Montverde Academy lost a game. They broke a a forty six game win streak was broken uh, with a loss to Sunrise Christian Academy, and the last time Montverde lost was in the Geico Nationals in two thousand nineteen to IMG. And first of all, it's like wow, a program that hasn't lost in in so long and just continues to produce NBA talent. And I heard something today too that. They could possibly have more alumni drafted this year than any college program. In <laughs> and, and so it's like, oh wow, they've just been an, an <laughs> NBA factory, and obviously they've turned out Ben Simmons, D'Angelo Russell, um, but you know this year, Cade Cunningham might be the number right. one pick. Who, by the way, was fantastic. Um, and, and he didn't even play super well today, and they beat Texas. But his just intangibles, his leadership, his defense, and then just, like I said, he he didn't have a great offensive game, but he hit clutch shots towards the end of the game. I'm I'm definitely a big Cade Cunningham fan right now. But Scotty Barnes, man, they are just super loaded. But, yeah, what what <laughs> what do you make of that, of uh, Montverde? Well, Jeez, I appreciate that rundown because I mean I didn't. I mean I knew they they kick out guys left and right, but um, you're definitely up to snub more on the national scene than I am. But yeah, I mean I remember seeing uh, Cade and and Scotty Barnes at the uh, the good old Pangos All American uh, mm-hmm. uh, Classic, um, and it was funny because like right off the bat, you know the 
you know, the people who are smarter than this than I am, guys like, you know, your Frank Burleson and, and Devin Ooglin and, and Joel Francis, all those guys, like, it was like, it was almost like a race for number two, like who's the second most, because they all had Cade at number one, as far as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was even like, not even on the third day they figured out, it's like they already knew on the first day. And, but it just, it just came down to the things like it, you mentioned, just those intangibles and just, and especially in that setting where things get a little, things can get a little wild. Um, a guy like him just is even more glaring and he stands out. And I remember seeing the same thing. It's just his presence, his moxie, um, his ability to control a game on both ends. And, you know, those, those things, like the thing that I like to say, the things you love to coach, but you can't teach. Or the yeah. things, the things you can't teach, but you love to coach. Like every coach will take that, you know. I can't teach yeah. that, but man, he just he, he makes me a better coach. <laughs> yeah, the the games so, that I saw Cade Cunningham play, it's like it, it, I could tell he wasn't even going hard, but he was still just like effortlessly <laughs> getting to the rim whenever he wanted, and I was just mm-hmm. like, whoa, like like he is for real, for real. And Scotty Barnes too, man. He he really impressed me. Just uh, he's got that uh, he's got that dog mentality, you know. That doesn't really like pop up on a stat sheet or anything, but you know, you see guys in like the Westbrooks and like Colin Sexton, uh, guys that just mm-hmm. you know are are dogs out there. And and Scotty Barnes mm-hmm. has that for sure. And um, that's what I was impressed. Just how competitive he was and. You know, Pangos sometimes, you know, guys are not playing a whole lot of D and, you know, they're not, <laughs> not always the most motivated. But uh, that wasn't the case for, for Scotty. And his team didn't lose a game the entire time. And, uh, yeah, he looked fantastic. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, you're, you're so right. Like, sometimes those events can be, you know, too cool to play hard, you know. But then that just – it just elevates you and guys like them even more that, you know, you, you – you know, you turn on the lights, I'm ready to go. I don't care who I'm playing or where it is. Um, I'm going to play hard. And, and it's funny you mentioned Cade Cunningham. I, I agree. It's He's got this, you know, you, you play, like, I think guys like him, they play fast within their pace. Like, to us, maybe it doesn't look like they're going fast. But within yeah. themselves and with, with, it's just like, this is, this is my speed at this moment. Everything's under control. And that's, that's so cool to see. Um, and then, you know, and that's why he is where he is in a, in a potential, uh, top five pick at the least for sure in this come, upcoming draft. Yeah. I mean, shoot after this weekend, I, I think number one is, might be as close to as lock as you, as you can get. But I don't know. I mean, there's still, you know, Evan Mobley looked really good today against UCLA. Um, you know, there, there's, there's a couple other names being thrown out there. Jalen Green, uh, we're going to get to see mm-hmm. him and the, the Ignite G League, uh, coming up in the, I believe the tenth is when their first game is. They're gonna play, they're gonna play uh, uh, the C Dubs. They're gonna play Santa Cruz. My guy uh, Selim Mawugbe. I just had him on the last show. Who's uh, with the <laughs> with the C Dubs now? <laughs> um, so yeah, they're they're gonna open up with the Ignite G League team. Jonathan Kaminga, Jalen Green, uh, kind of the two highlight guys on that a team. Kaminga is another guy who looks looks really good. Right now, I've heard some some good things, you know, from people that are around um, the Ignite team about Kaminga. So I'm I'm looking forward to that too, just seeing how that group looks and um, being a pretty big, uh, you know, fan of Jalen Green's game as well. I, I think that's going to be interesting. 
Well, it's funny you mentioned uh, Salem. I remember watching him in high school at Canyon when he was maybe a, <laughs> oh gosh, I don't know, freshman or sophomore. I remember sitting in the corner. I was actually sitting. Was it at I one of the the, uh, the APU summer yeah. tournaments? No, this was this was all the way out in the valley at Alamany High School. Oh wow! And I think this was this was a oh gosh, I can't remember if it was summer or fall. I don't know, but I was just in the corner talking with the head coach Trey Meeks and just seeing him where he was then and then just seeing the how he developed at Azusa Pacific and just got better and worked and I mean you love that like it's just a complete testament to the dedication and the hard work the player development at Azusa Pacific um but it's you know it's just it was so awesome to see and I just keep thinking of that we're just watching him last at the end of last year and then the pack West tournament and i just think about like man this guy was i mean he was just all over the place athletically a lot of arms and legs and just you know could barely catch and finish and you look at him now and it's like oh man just you know you got to love that you know you put in the work and then you know here you are the fruits of your labor and you're going to be playing in this uh this this league coming up so that yeah that's that was just awesome to see yeah well Maddie, I, I think that kind of wraps things us wraps wraps things up. Excuse me <laughs> uh, for us today. Uh, thank you for coming on. Always appreciate your your insight. Um, you're always all over the place, and you you always know everything that's going down in SoCal. So always appreciate you uh, you coming on the show. Oh no, not a problem, Bryce. A- anytime, and it's it's you know it's always fun to talk. It's uh, your your good friend and. Uh continued success with the show thank you for tuning in to episode 13 of believe in high school basketball if you like the show please subscribe on apple podcast or spotify or stitcher to be notified every tuesday when an episode drops leave a review as well i love feedback and want to know what you guys think of the show you can also get updates on what's next for my show by following me on social at bryce broadcast on twitter and instagram Until next time, guys. for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.